Hello, hello, hello. This oh, hey. is Jonas with Cocktail Cult. Back for another edition. I have Samantha Reiner here. Uh, she is a fantastic human being. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure she's a human being. Um, <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, she may be part robot by now because she's just been crushing things lately. Um, but anyway, this is podcast number uh, five or six, um, whatever it says on your, you know, app thing there, whatever you're listening to this with. So, um, again, without further ado, Samantha Reiner, uh, we're going to do a little chartreuse tasting, but first we're going to get to know Samantha and kind of figure out why she's on this podcast and what her area of expertise is. Um, so Samantha, we have known each other for, uh, this is 51 seconds now, 52, 53, 54. (laughs) I'm going to say this count to up to a full minute, 58, 59, 60. Okay, a full minute. So we are well acquainted. Now, just kidding. Samantha and I have worked together um, on a number of different projects. She, again, is a fantastic human being. Um, she works for a, she's the general manager at a wonderful bar in New York City called Porchlight, which is located at? It's on the corner of 28th and 11th Avenue in Manhattan, um, kind of like West Chelsea, Hudson Yards area. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, that's like a hot spot right now. It's probably bustling as we speak, right? As we speak, maybe not so much, but um, in months prior and months to come, definitely. Understood. Okay. Yes. Uh, for all of our uh, 1.3 listeners at home, um, you know, we are in the midst of the pandemic of Corona's or <laughs> COVID-19 or you know, R. Kelly wishes it was COVID-15 because that's what Stop. he's into 15-year-old girls. <laughs> but sorry, I know. Um, I'm a little earlier or too late with that joke. Um, so Porchlight is a fantastic cocktail bar. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your beverage program? Um, give a shout out to your favorite bartender. Ignores maybe somebody that you're not really a fan of that may work there. I'm um, a fan of all of them, first of all. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so we are a Southern inspired cocktail bar. Um, so not Southern in a barbecue sense, but kind of our whole thing is we're a New York bar with a Southern accent. Um, we are Union, uh, Danny Myers Union Square Hospitality Group's first um, standalone bar. Now there are um, two, soon to be three, which is super exciting. Um, so our kind of whole thing has just always been um, bringing, you know, signature craft cocktails and classics and modern classics um, to tons of people really fast. Um, so we're really focused on high volume, um, you know, happy hours were bustling weekends, kind of like packed to the seams. Um, but really just with- our whole thing is liking to just have a lot of fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, which is important. Well, and you, you said high volume. Uh, you guys were nominated for a Tales for the Cocktail Award. We were. Uh, was it this past year or? The past two years, yeah. Um, best high volume cocktail bar we've been nominated. Um, and if Tales yeah. happens this year, we're, we're gunning for it. That is uh, exciting. Congratulations Thanks. on now two years running. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know what Tales of the Cocktail is, it is basically like the Oscars for the Uh, beverage industry Um, there is some you know food stuff as well but they have the james beard kind of covers that so 
it's like the James Beard or the, um, you know, Grammys or Oscars for, um, you know, the, the beverage world. Uh, it's basically just a big ass party down in New Orleans where everybody just gets completely out of hand and learns so much about different products and just everybody just gets fucked up and parties and it's basically Mardi Gras with just industry people. Yeah, I'd say that's a valid assessment. Although I guess the last couple of years since it's in new ownership, they've been trying to like focus less on the partying, but there was still plenty of partying. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, you know, William Grant and Sons rents out a whole, you know, uh, hotel pool and has DJs and, you know, crazy shit going on. So, you know, I mean, there's only so much that you can try and stop that stuff. But when, you know, these big companies have money to throw around and they want to, you know, impress their, their VIPs, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. And they're a good time. Oh, I, I could only imagine. I'm actually have not attended yet. I was hoping to go this year, but who knows, you know, what's going to go on with all this, you know, again, this unprecedented uh, pandemic, um, you know, which we're not going to bore you with that because it's nonstop 24 seven. That's all that we hear. You just getting shoved in our faces. But, you know, again, it is an important thing and it's life changing and, you know, it, hopefully it will change our culture for the better um, and not the wor- not worse. But it's interesting because, you know, Sam, you live in Hoboken. So what's it like just looking out your street and not seeing anybody or seeing so few people and so few cars and, you know, it's got to be surreal. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty quiet, um, especially after dark. You know, we have a, the curfew is not um they closed all the parks today which is kind of a bummer but obviously for the best um to keep everybody safe but yeah. everyone's still out on a nice day kind of walking around and people around here are pretty good at um practicing social distancing and respecting each other's spaces and stuff so i'll still you... sneak out to the water for a look at uh yeah. manhattan and i can see the building that porch light is in from hoboken so awesome look at it longingly across the river <laughs> Do you see anybody walking around with tape measures to make sure people stay the appropriate distance, like six feet, like, you know, like they want to make sure anything crazy like that? Because I saw a guy at Home Depot the other day that had a tape measure and I thought that's what he was doing. I, I don't know. Maybe he was there just buying tools, but, you know, you never know. I guess in Home Depot, there could be a couple different reasons why they have a tape measure. But no, I haven't I seen so. anyone being crazy like that, but I have seen some funny memes or like photos on Instagram of people in Manhattan that are just like out of control. But I guess you got to have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, you know. As much as you we'll can. Get, well, yeah, have fun with it. Have fun staying in your house for, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, the next month and a half or, you know. Although um, I feel like dodging people from across the street and like, you know, crossing the street and someone's walking towards you, I've like, been secretly waiting for that to be socially acceptable my whole life so I was <laughs> I was pretty ready for that part of it I'm like oh no no sorry can't get near you <laughs> well I I spent time uh, many years ago um in North Philly my friend you know a couple of friends went to Temple mm-hmm. and I go down and visit them and that was actually the only way you could survive is to cross the street uh and go on the other sidewalk if there was anybody walking towards you because you probably would be stabbed kidnapped shot raped uh you know whatever yeah pretty you know pretty much like that it was basically a war zone yeah so yeah you know i learned that years ago and i've just been doing that ever since and i think people will look at me like 
you know, is that person just cross the street? Like you're in, you know, this wonderful section of the city. And, you know, I just do it out of, out of fear of any other human being. And now it's socially responsible. So. Exactly. So I was ahead of the curve. Yeah. It's really working out well for me. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) So cool. Uh, We're eight minutes in and I need to give a shout out to um, my sponsors um, Bushwick Kitchen, they make fantastic sriracha and honey and maple syrup. Um, if you've never had Bushwick Kitchen products, uh, just Google them or I don't know, however else you find your source of information, yell out your window and maybe they'll, somebody will tell you about it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you people do. Um, also Malabar, it's uh, 60 proof spice liqueur. It's got cardamom, cinnamon, clove, and orange. You can put that shit in anything. Literally. It's fucking delicious. Literally in anything. I mean, I've added it to anything. I mean, uh, the only thing I wouldn't mix it with straight is with chartreuse because they're both quite delicious on their own. I feel like it'd but be I a good have... marinade too, honestly. Oh, I've done, I brushed chicken with it. I've made fucking carrot cake with it. It's, I've made yeah. whipped cream with it. It's, I, I, mascarpone. I mean, it's, it's really very versatile. Um, I have used it in a cocktail with chartreuse as well. Uh, gin based and it actually the botanicals from the chartreuse and that like spicy like vegetal uh you know anise really actually played well with the baking spices that are in the malabar so um if you have a bottle of malabar and i have a bottle of chartreuse don't be shy um they play well together and if you don't you should get both yeah and if you don't go 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 buy some okay people liquor stores are still open (laughs) exactly well not in pennsylvania so uh, come to jersey or new york if you're listening from pennsylvania sorry i would be really surprised because most people i know from pennsylvania are like straight up hillabillies so <laughs> i would be surprised if you're listening to this type of podcast actually i will give another shout out to 1675 spirits those are my homies with a distillery down in ben salem pa so i can't say all of pa is hillabillies um just maybe up by me uh, but yeah, 1675 Spirits, they make whiskey and they make vodka. I think they got like an apple pie moonshine or like a raspberry moonshine or something and or blackberry. And uh, they're quite good. So check them out. Uh, 1675spirits.com. And if that's not it, just type that into Google and Google it or whatever. So, um, all right. Sam, any last words before we start dipping into this chartreuse? I'm ready. Me too. I've been drinking uh, a so, little Tipperary on the side here to warm up my palate. <laughs> I figured as much. So I went out and bought a bottle of chartreuse, regular the green chartreuse. Um, I think it was on, it was actually a week ago. It was last Sunday. And there is probably two ounces left. <laughs> I, I just, I, <laughs> I can't help myself every night. I just pour myself some because it's so fucking delicious. Surely. Um but we have a special treat for our listening audience um, because we're not only going to do a tasting and, um, you know, uh, give your uh, flavor profile and a little review of the green chartreuse. We actually also both have uh, the uh, chartreuse, the VEP, which is a prolonged aged in uh, additional barrels. Um, this retails, I don't know, what'd you pay for yours? I think mine was like a buck 65, maybe. Mine was a gift, but I think that's really usually what it goes for. Yeah, I've seen it for like 160 to like 180 up to like 190. Um, I th- I have never opened my bottle. I I bought it, I don't know, five or six years ago. 
Um, so this was a special occasion uh, that I've got Samantha here on uh, the podcast. So I figured, why not? Let's do a tasting of both. Um, it comes in, the VEP comes in a, a really cool like wooden case. Um, there's some literature in there about the product itself. Um, for those of you who don't know about chartreuse, I'm going to let Samantha um, enlighten us on the, you know, what it is, how it's made, who makes it and all that kind of fun stuff. Cool. Um, I might chime in once or twice. You're good at that. But I hear myself talk all day in my inside my own head, and I just I get sick of it. So yeah. Um, before I get into like chartreuse specifically, I think it's kind of cool. I don't know if you did this on purpose or not, but um, you and your my introduction of chartreuse from you um, is kind of what turned me from being like a, no offense to anyone listening, but like a, you know, Jersey restaurant bartender to actually really caring about cocktails. Um, I remember tasting it the first time and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I can't do it. And you're like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, try it again, try it in a cocktail. And like, we really tasted through it. And that I reference a lot actually um, was kind of a turning point in my career. So thank you. You're very yeah. welcome. And I, I remember the first time I tasted it and you know, I think the two most distinctive things that I can remember tasting for the first time and both of them being like, what the fuck is this? This is oh, <laughs> just like that um, burn and anise is like all yeah. all you get the first time. Yeah, I'm chartreuse. I like the first time more than for mm. but I remember both of them distinctly. Um, but, you know, chartreuse was always I just found it was a little too sweet for me um, originally. But now I, I like you know, it's just so good. It's just, I, I, there's, I don't know. There's no other way to describe it besides just straight up delicious. Like it's, it's perfect. You know, if, 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 if your favorite band or your favorite <laughs> album, okay. Of all time that you could play on repeat over and over and over and over and over and only listen to that for the rest of your life was an alcohol. That's what chartreuse. Yeah. Is. I'll take that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so it is a super herbal liqueur um, made by um, monks in the French Alps, um, in Chartreuse, of course. Um, it's been in production since, what, 1605? Um, it's 1605 was when the um, one of these, like, French noblemen um actually gave the 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 secret recipe to hmm. the monks and was like yo hook this up because i've had it once somewhere else and it was delicious so you guys start making this and they've been making it ever since cool. uh, a couple times i think they they their the monastery and the distillery were destroyed um you know i think in the late 1700s and then again during world war ii i believe moved to um, spain and back but, right yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's a blend of 130 um, or a secret blend of 130 alpine herbs. Um, and I guess at one point, there's only one person that knows the entire recipe and then two other people that are like kind of looped in. Um, but the rest of it is completely secretive, you know, so by the time it gets to the distillery, these people have no idea what they're actually distilling, um, which is pretty badass if you ask me. Well, and what I think is really cool is, A, it's the only, you know, chartreuse, 
the color is named mm-hmm. after the alcohol. So if you've ever seen it, it is this beautiful green color and that's all through natural infusion. So there's no added coloring. There's no food dyes, nothing like that. So the maceration and infusion of those, those herbs is so is perfected so well that they've had this consistent color for, I would assume from the very beginning and, you know, from 1605 until now is, I don't I can't do that math. I'm awful at math, but many hundreds of years or something like that. Thousands of years, millions of Mm, years, probably millions. No, billions (laughs) of years ago. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's really, really impressive. Um, Really. It's just a, a wonderful backstory. Um, you know, their website is, I think, uh, chartreuse.fr is, uh, let me Google it quick, is, uh, uh, it's, it's in French, but you can convert it to English as well. Um, so here, I, I, actually, I'm on it right now. So there's a couple of interesting dates. So the gift of the manuscript, which is the recipe, was 1605. Uh, the elixir vegetal finally made in 1764. And I believe, no, 1605 is what's on the bottle. I, I remember seeing that 1764 somewhere in their literature or somewhere that they, anyway, they advertise that somewhere. Um, green chartreuse was, was dubbed in 1840. Yellow chartreuse was dubbed in 1840 hmm. as well. They had a Christmas white chartreuse that they produced between 1860 and 1880. Um, I have not been able to taste that, um, although I was alive back then. Um, <laughs> I was under the drinking age at that time. So I, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe someday. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's, it's a wonderful liqueur. Um, Sam, why don't you actually, you know what? Fuck it. Why don't let's, you want to do a side by side here? Of the green and then the VEP? Yeah, I think so. I think the cool thing, too, is, like, so we figured out my bottle of green is from 2012 and yours is from 2019. And then my bottle of VEP I've had for, I don't know, it's been open for, I think, like, three years now. Um, yeah, just drink it up and get a new one. Um, and you're just opening yours. So I think there'll be some cool comparisons in, like, how long yours is aged in the bottle, how long mine's been open, and all that stuff. I agree. And I've had my VEP for, uh, I, I think I probably got it um, in 2013, maybe 2014. I'm honored that you're cracking it yeah, open it was, for the occasion. I think it was 2014. So I'm honored that? that I'll be here when you crack it open. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's sealed with wax all the way about halfway down the neck. Um, this purple wax, purplish brownish mm-hmm. wax, um, and mine's unopened, and that wax kind of just crumbled. So um, I, I'm I'm able to just alleviate the the bottle, uh, the cork from the bottle quite easily. Um, I I would be I would be very curious to know what the fill point in this bottle was. Um, it is a liter bottle um, because you know the alcohol does not start until the neck starts to crest outward. Um, so I'm not sure if there was some evaporation, um, being that, you know, yeah, it was wax sealed, but this cork came out very easily, um, which I thought I was going to have, I mean, I've got a corkscrew here. I thought I was going to have some trouble getting it out. So, um, 
thankfully not Beautiful. at all. So that made it easy. Yeah. So cork out. Um, I thought there may be some uh, some residual sugar crystals on the bottom of the cork, but I I see none. Um, it is it is definitely wet. It is definitely green. So the bottom of the cork has been stained uh, with the green from the chartreuse itself. And uh, if I remember correctly, the last time I had this, <clears throat> which was in this little. I was in Estes Park with my wife for a wedding and uh, it's like Rocky Mountain National Park, Colorado. Um, and we were, we stopped at lunch, like we had been hiking and we stopped for lunch and we were going to go on another hike after that. And, you know, we were out. In the we're going to. And, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember most of the day. I'll tell you why I only remember most. Um, <clears throat> but we stopped at this like Italian place. It was like, like there was nobody there. There was like, it was the kind of old school Italian place that had like, you know, the bottles of wine that had like, you know, the, the thatched look like the, the sleeve around it, like hung from the <laughs> ceiling, you know, the bar was just old and wood and, you know, I, they were still using like handwritten dupe pads and, you know, like there was no POS system, you know, it was, we were in the middle of fucking nowhere. And so we're at the bar and I'm scanning the shelves because I always look at, you probably do the same, like what's down there? What's up there? Like what's got dust Yeah, like it? the first time what I tried Cobra and it <laughs> Rolfs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Coburn's good. I mean, that Ruby's, it's a pretty it, nice it's Ruby. It's good, but it was an interesting um, way to consume it at that point. But continue. Well, yes, because he had to literally like scrape a half an inch of like, dust <laughs> off, off the top in order to open it. Um, so anyway, I look up in like the back corner, like the back right corner and I see an old dusty bottle and, and I didn't recognize it. Cause I, you know, at that point I hadn't seen the VEP in person. I've never, I had never seen a bottle in the wild. Um, so I was like, what I'm like, Hey, what, what is that? You know? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. And she just handed me the bottle and I, I actually had to like dust <laughs> the label off. Um, it had been open, but there wasn't much poured out of it. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, I'll have that. And she's like, you know, what do you, what do you want it with? And I'm like, itself in a glass. <laughs> she was like, uh, okay. So she pours me like, it had to have been like a three or four ounce pour because, you know, she puts, she put it in like a brandy snifter, like a big one. Like you get Grand Marnier in like after dinner, you know? So, you know, I, I sucked that down and, you know, we eat food. I, I don't remember it, but. Um, I, I drink probably like three or four of them. So I'm pretty well lit. And, uh, you know, the bill comes and the, the best part is they were $6.50. <laughs> so I drank like 12 ounces of, you know, green VEP chartreuse. And it costs like, you know, $24 <laughs> or whatever, which is like what you would get a normal one normal pour in New York City for. If, if you're, you're lucky, lucky. you get it for 24 bucks. Um, so, um, people out there always look at the dusty bottles that are down in corners and stuff. Cause they're probably the good ones, you know, when you see nothing but sky vodka and, uh, you know, Smirnoff and, and gray goose right in front of your face, they probably got some good shit. It's probably just hidden from you and you haven't been looking because you're probably a dumbass <laughs> drinking like white Zinfandel, Sutter home, white claws or God. Don't hate on a white so claw. Let's, let's, I'm not. I know. I drink them as well. Um, although there's a, a, a cidery out by me that 
Um, they make like champagne ciders um, and they're, they're pretty good. It's, uh, you know, they, they resurrected an old Jersey hmm. apple um, from near extinction. Um, it's called Ironbound. Oh, yeah, I love Ironbound cider. Cider. Iron, Iron cider. Yeah, I mean, that's like five minutes. They from, stopped distributing from house, it in Jersey so. City, which sucks because it's really good. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. So I switched from like White Claws because I can't, I mean, there's no laws when you're drinking Claws and I get myself <laughs> into enough trouble. But I need laws, okay? You sure I do. Need laws. All right, let's do it. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I'll shut the fuck up. And what kind? What kind of glasses? Um, I have these cute little sherry glasses um, that were my grandma's, which I love. Nice, like so they're probably old and vintage, and they probably had many, many drams of chartreuse in them. Yeah, pot. my grandma had a lot of glassware for someone that didn't really drink, but she loved to entertain, so she needed to have the nicest stuff for nice. sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I'm using uh, just whiskey tasting cool. glasses, so. Just the like the Glen Cairn glass, nothing fancy, um, but it, it'll it'll you know that little bow it does up will kind of make you know hit hit my nose. So and I have a big fucking nose anyway, so I think that's why I can smell good stuff. That's probably so, it. Anyway, so I'm going right side with the VEP. Yep. Ooh, that is dark yeah, and delicious. Gorgeous. Wait, you tried the VEP first? And I poured oh, the okay, VEP okay, first. Okay. And then I'm going to pour the regular green and then I'm going to put a white sheet of paper underneath them so I can really see the color. Oh insane. my God. It's, it's ridiculous. It's the color difference. I guess it only, it doesn't sit in barrels that long or that much longer. No, I think the VEP um, is aged like five to eight years, but I don't know how much of it is in a barrel or how much of it's like just rested in. I, I mean, I wish I wish the thousands of listeners at home right now could see the <laughs> color difference. It's 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 crazy. It you really can throw them crazy. up on Instagram. Um, I could, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I mean the thousands and thousands of followers that Cocktail Cult has. They need um, they need to see. They need the know. full full experience. That is that is true. They they do need to see it. So I. Um, Maybe I'll uh, I'll throw a pick. Y'all want me to throw a pickup? The crowd Text goes me, wild. Tweet me, <laughs> Twitter me, twatter me, whatever the fuck you people do in order to connect. But connect with me and tell me if you want me to tweet out or or post a Insta pick, or I could Snapple chat it too. I'm I've we've learned how to Snapple chat. I'm still don't know about the you, TikToks though. No, you're, I you. I thought it was like you, that was no, like you a, don't need to do that. No. No. It's for the kids. Okay. Am I showing my age here by not knowing how to Twitter? Or uh, no, but you, you don't need to be on TikTok. Either do I. Okay. If you're over the age of 26. <laughs> I'm 28 now. 27? How? Yeah. Are you? Getting Congratulations. Old. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting old. Guess what, what, what number of birthday it is for me in like. Four zero. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kinda. how the fuck is that? Four zero, and my wife's pregnant with our first <laughs> child. I'm gonna be a father at that's forty. Awesome. Like that's. I mean, you act like you're nineteen, so I think it balances out somewhere to like thirty-two. Yes, but my liver is probably that of like an eighty-five. But now you'll have a child so, that can you know. 
give you a liver transplant. That's true. Holy shit. I just took a nose of that VEP. It's yeah, very it's, much different. Like, uh, I mean, still super aromatic, Holy but like shit. way less of a bite on the nose even. Well, and it's only, I mean, compared it's 54 to 55, right? ABV compared to 55. So, so it, it only, it, you know, it's not like it's, you know, goes from 55 to. No, I just think 40, like whatever time you know, it's I mean, getting it's still, on the yolk is like really rounding it out. Yeah. I mean, it's still high proof shit. This is no, this is a no joke here. So, all right. So which one did you do? Which Probably one the regular. Um, and then. You got yeah, a palate cleanser? temporary here. I mean, yeah. like in between. We do a VEP temporary at Porchlight. It's like Redbreast 12, our um, sweet vermouth blend, and VEP green chartreuse. It is out of control. Okay. Well, I don't have all. uh, I don't have my. I've got Redbreast, the Redbreast 12, but it's. Well, right now mine's just with Jameson because I'm not that fancy at home. Okay. Well, I have polar fucking seltzer water here. Okay. That I was just gonna swish out my that mouth works. with. So, uh, obviously, I'm not as high class, you know. As, and we did as not, we are. did not need you this know, exercise to, for us to know that. All right. All right. In, in, you started enough it. Of okay, that. green chartreuse. I know. Okay. So nose. <sighs> it smells like. Vodka. I've never experienced this before on the nose, but I'm almost getting like <laughs> candied apple, like like apple Jolly Ranchers. Ooh, I like Jolly Ranchers. But I've yes. never thought that before until right now. Okay. Well, if if apple Jolly Ranchers were also like super herbal, alpine, minty, what did you always used to say? It wasn't about chartreuse, but about something. It's like you always say, like it's like licking the side of a pine tree. <laughs> oh, yeah. like minty tree bark. Yeah, that's that's yeah, fucking yeah, fernet yeah. is like minty tree bark. It's bitter and minty, and then it it reminds me of just like what eating bark would be like. So I'm going in. Definitely, just like some. I mean, it's hot. It's hot in your nostrils because I think the spice, not mm-hmm. because of the alcohol. Um, definitely a little mint. There's an herb there too, and it's not rosemary. I mean, it's not not rosemary. It's not not, but it's not rosemary. It's more of like a there's a, like there's a wood there too, um, like sandalwood and fucking hmm. thyme or something. Anyway, I, I'm getting sandalwood and thyme, um, but I could be completely wrong. Although, again, I do have a big ass nose, and it's like it's penetrating that glass. I mean, it's, <laughs> I think my nose wants to snort some of this chartreuse because it's so delicious. Um, it's got great, great legs. The viscosity. I mean, obviously, the mouthfeel is fantastic. Um, you know, love the 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 mouthfeel. Um, so, all right, I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and get a sip here. Mm. It really never gets old. I don't want to swallow it because my mouth loves it. There's so more. Much. 
it's the perfect amount of of tingle it's not a burn it's this really intense tingle that it makes you your mouth feel mm-hmm. like it's alive where it's not like you know what something would burn from heat it's just this beautiful tingly delicious you know I, I don't know it's got some bitterness but it's sweet up front um I, it, I'm getting I like a super it's peppery just, um, finish Mm-hmm. white white pepper I could see that white pepper for sure a little gingery kind of mid mid palate um again I'm, I, I I I get a little time in there it's funny because you you people try and like oh well this is the recipe like I've seen a bunch of like obviously obvious fake recipes of what they think is is in chartreuse um, and I read some of it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that could be, that could be, that could be, that definitely is, that could be, that definitely is, you know. I love it when you so, like really like sit with um, it for a minute, you get all of this like floral notes too. I've got no, no. ice. You're not doing ice, are you? Yeah, no, it doesn't need it. I mean, I keep my house at like 52 <laughs> degrees anyway, so I'm basically living live in a wine cellar. You know, hey, times are tough, you know. I'm waiting for all my sponsors here on this podcast to send me big yeah. checks like Joe Rogan. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It, it's, it's clean. I, it, it's fucking perfect. It's like, again, going back to, it's like the perfect album from like your favorite band that it's like nothing could be added or taken away because it's perfect. So, I mean, it's, what's I don't your, know. I love what's it. your favorite or what's your I'm go-to really, chartreuse cocktail? I mean, I'm definitely a sucker mm-hmm. for the last word because I, I just, I love all the ingredients. I love gin. Uh, you know, that little bitterness from uh, the maraschino is delicious fresh lime for that crisp acidity and then just uh, you know that just creamy delicious velvety you know body yeah. from the chartreuse you know though it's i mean you got to use like a like a juniper forward gin uh, you know i wouldn't i wouldn't make you know the last word with you know uh, uh saint george's botanivore or you know, uh, Uncle Val's or something. Um, you know, I would I would strict strictly stick with a uh, uh, a Juniper Ford, um, you know, London Dry style for that. Yeah, that or like the Naked and Famous is dope, but that's yellow chartreuse, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a good Bijou. Yeah, Bijou's a green chartreuse. Sure. That's not for the faint of heart. I mean, is that even a saying? We yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. The faint of heart. Yeah, and if it's not, then we I just like made that it. about you. The faint of heart definitely is a, a uh, you know, a um, a thing. That's a good cocktail so. name. Yeah. The faint of heart. I'm sure somebody's fucking done it, and it's got like yeah, fourteen different right. kinds of bitters, and you know, six other things, and they tie a yeah. fucking bow tie around it, and you know. 
and uh, you know that whole thing. All right, so. you ready for the VEP? Are we there yet? Here, my my. Mm. I just cleansed my palate. I need one more one more cleanse. <laughs> Trust me, I need way more than one more cleanse. But my palate only needs one more. <laughs> All right. All right. So I've given it a, a little bit of a swirl. The color is interesting too, because it's like, it's like if you stuck like fresh cut grass in like a bucket of water and let it sit for like a week, it's got this like uh, almost like a little forest green. Whereas the regular green chartreuse has got this like bright and euphoric mm-hmm. type of, of green, not like neon or key key lime green. Um, but the VEP definitely has this really earthy, beautiful, earthy tone to it. Let's give her a smell. And cement, I, I, I plan on it, you know? <sighs> wow. It's almost got this like Ugh. mossy kind of smell to it. It's definitely less distinct. The The barrels definitely take away a little bit of the vibrancy of some of the herbs mm-hmm. that the good way, green has. Well, yes. I mean, it's not as, as upfront and in your face. Um, and obviously the color, you can tell that there's... And it's like naturally just like more composed, you know, where with, I think the regular green, it's like you kind of get all of these different... I mean, you still do with the VEP, but... Um, with the regular, you kind of get all these different notes throughout, um, where the, where the VEP is kind of like more composed, you know, it's one more fluid. Yeah. 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 Thank you. It's a cohesive unit, uh, you know, because, you know, through the aging process, I mean, you know, the barrel compounds, the, the, you know, I mean, that's rounding everything off. I mean, that's why you stick stuff in a barrel because it rounds off the high notes and brings up the low notes, essentially it within that, you know, within the, the, whatever you have in the barrel, which again, makes it more composed. It's more of a cohesive unit. There's less highs and less lows. Everything's kind of condensed because the, the barrel kind of rounds. I'll tell you the barrel did its job on this one. I, I, this is five, five or six years, people at home, that I've been waiting again to a open the fucking bottle and b taste Can't believe you've had it sitting there for again. five years and you haven't cracked it open. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. 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 Just when you I thought know. something couldn't get more perfect. I, it's it's definitely more subtle. But it's it it it, it is complete. It is I feel like you get more complete. like heat, like more of the this alcohol one, um burn than the tingliness. I mean, it still finishes nice and tingly, but yeah, I agree. Mm. There's more anise on this one too. That second taste I just got a big quaff of 
of black licorice or anise or um mm -mm. oh yeah um it's definitely more complete which is very interesting um being that it's the exact same recipe the exact same thing only the VEPs has spent additional time in barrels um I'd be curious to know what type of barrels they, I'm pretty uh, sure it's oak I don't know if it let me google um I'm sure it's oak, but are they? Yeah, are they new, th are they new French oak? I'd be shocked. Are they if new it was American oak? oak? I don't know. It's so delicious, though. You got to make a last word with the uh, VEP. It's worth it. Uh huh. The VEP? Oh yeah, for sure. And now that it's open, I just went through a bottle of chartreuse in, in less than seven <laughs> days. So the VEP. Is not gonna I, that ain't gonna be around long. Trust me. My my wife, she will not drink it because even if she smells it, she had a a, a bad incidence. I think with the bottle of sambuca when she was much younger, um, probably like you know fifteen, sixteen, and she just the smell of anise, that licorice, anything. And I she's get just that. Like, no, get it the fuck away from me. Um, so I, hey, the, I mean, her loss is my gain. So when when we've got chartreuse in the house this is what I, this is what I drink. Um, you know, she likes the more like funk, like foot, foot funk, like Lagavulin is her favorite thing in the world. And it's like slightly, slightly smoky peaty scotch that it's got this like dirty underwear funk to it. You know, I, I love it. And uh, when we were in Scotland last summer, we ended up meeting a couple, you know, I'm hamming it up at one of the restaurants and we're drinking and da da da. And we ended up meeting this couple that were sitting next to us. And he was actually an extra in that movie, uh, the TV show um, that's real popular, the, High the Highlander, the um, fuck, not the Highlander, the uh, no, you don't watch that show, Sam. The fuck, what's the name of it? Outlander. That's it. He was an extra in this TV show, The Outlander. So anyway, we, we ended up like talking and blah, blah. We go to another pub. This is when we were in Isle of Skye. So it's like, there's not much out there. There's like three towns in Isle of Skye. Um, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, we go to the next pub and I, you know, he was like, he was buying around and, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll drink what you're drinking. He's like, oh, I'm having a log of wool. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Me too. I love it. And uh, my wife's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, eh, it's kind of, it's a little peaty. Cause she does not mm -hmm. like Arbag or Lafroy, you know, she just can't do it. It's too much. But um, she absolutely loved Lagavulin. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is so weird because Arbag and Lafroy are way too smoky, but Lagavulin is there's this like dirty, uh, it's amazing. You know? And when I say dirty underwear, I mean it with like <laughs> the very best intentions, you know, like the best pair of dirty underwear that could ever be. You know what I mean? Not a, and it's not a, that's not a bad descriptive word for me. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's why the, One the chartreuse lasts so long in my household. I'm getting like yeah, a lot pretty of much. Right uh, now. Yes. I, yeah. I, with the VEP for sure. Um, eight years is how long the VEP. I'm not getting aged. any more information other than Oak. It's not telling me anything further. Yeah. 
That's okay. I if somebody if somebody whoever works for Frederick Frederick Wildman that's listening to this, just hit me up, okay? I know enough of you people that somebody hit me up and tell me what kind of barrels the VEP is is extra prolonged aged in, okay? People, let's it, all this says is large oak casks, which isn't really <laughs> like the, maybe the, we just need to go to the monastery. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, don't don't tempt me. Actually, next year, so I was supposed to go to uh, Chamonix, um, uh, uh, is a mountain in the Alps in France this year, and then my buddy couldn't go because work kind of, you know, drug him down or whatever, or maybe his wife, I don't know. But it was to be like our 40th, like, uh, you know, our snowboarding trip, because we've been snowboarding all over together for the last 20 years. Um, and we were going to go to Chamonix this year, and then it kind of got nixed. So next year... Um, I don't know how far Chamonix is from, um, you know, obviously Alps extend the entire length of the country of France. But if they're close, God damn it, I'm going to the monastery. OK, I'm going to make a pilgrimage uh, sure, be happy know, to, to have the you. monastery. All right. You know what? They weren't they were Buddhist monks and not Chartreusian monks. But when I was. It, out in Lake Tahoe, um, the restaurant slash lounge slash live theater slash grill outdoor facility that I was GMing at the time, um, we had these Buddhist monks come in and perform this this energy chant in our theater. The theater s- sat like about 100, 100 people or so, 115 people. Um, and they sat on the stage Indian style and they played bells and whistles and like chanted and it was really fucking cool for like 20 minutes (laughs) and then and then an hour and a half without stopping even the you know even somebody as spiritually enlightened as myself i was like okay i like my drink's empty (laughs) i'm not high enough I need to go smoke a joint yeah. and get another fucking drink and I can get back into this. But uh, since I was the representative <laughs> of the facility, um, they they brought me on stage and thank God I wasn't like that high or that drunk because I was still representing the establishment. They brought me on stage and they blessed a um, like a scarf, like uh, this white scarf that was like handmade, very thin material. Um, but they blessed it. They chanted and blessed it and wow. like wrapped it around my neck. And I, I still have the scarf to this day. And uh, I swear every time I put it on, there's just this like interesting little quirky cool. kind of energy about it that I just, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't have anything in my life that is like that. So it's just really fun and unique. So Speaking of scarves, the monks are cool. Uh, monks are badass. They make, chartreuse scarves that are so fucking cool our beverage director nick bennett has one every time he wears it i want to steal it from him but yeah you should no and then you should steal it, it and me. then give it away <laughs> i still i'm literally wearing it today that those chartreuse i didn't get one got from um whoever the the wildman rep was and you know what's funny at the time i was so pissed off that they didn't and have now I bet you're happy about they that. They had larges, and now 
<laughs> I heard it cool. I think it was. The I forget who I, I um, came to do chartreuse education at Porchlight. It was like, I don't know. We just turned five in March, so it was probably like four years ago. Um, but whoever it was told us like a cool little story about how he went to the monastery um, and sat down with one of the monks during you know whatever time that they are allowed to talk um and you know obviously like yeah i'm sure chartreuse production is really skyrocketed over the last 10 20 years um but so the monk was kind of telling this guy like oh, yeah for sure what do you do with it you know he like he didn't understand what was happening with all of the chartreuse they were making and um that Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, where does it go? <laughs> yeah, like, He's like, literally. damn it, I work sixteen hours a day. Literally. Which where I the, was who the cool. fuck's drinking all this? He's like, <laughs> He's like I only used to have to work six yeah, hours a week. Truly. And now it's sixteen which is, hours a day. Which is pretty awesome, I think. <laughs> so another cool thing about chartreuse for you for you lay people at home, all right, is uh chartreuse continues to age and um, gain complexity the longer it sits in the bottle, not the barrel, the bottle. So being that it is a natural infusion um, and it's not redistilled, uh, you know, it doesn't go through a, uh, any kind of a gin basket or anything like that. It's a natural infusion. Um, it, it, it still, it, it's alive in the bottle. It's much like a wine is because of the sugars and the yeasts and the organic um, uh you know, compounds that are still uh, in motion, so to speak, um, in a bottle of wine. Chartreuse is much like that. So, you know, I have not had the luxury of tasting really old chartreuse. Um, I'm not I sure did. if you have, Sam. Um, I forget when it was from, but maybe it was during that same oh, do tell. Um, education thing, I guess, four years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone found a case of bottles from like, the late sixties or something. Um, and it was like, it was a BEP too, which was out of control. Yeah. It was like, just took on a whole other wow. life. Uh, pouring, pouring ribbons in Manhattan. Um, wow. Pretty vast uh, vintage chartreuse. Yeah. I know a couple of bars have like, you know, it's like 50 bucks for a 30 year old. 60 bucks and they only pour you a little bit because you know i mean you really just want to get it for that specific you know that moment like hey i want to try this it's not like you're gonna you want a whole bottle of it um because it's so rare right now um but there are there are some cocktail lounges out there that specialize in uh you know vintage and and rare um you know spirits that are either you know really hard to find or that continue to age in the bottle um, which chartreuse is one of them. So it's really a, a cool, cool thing. For I people. did, I did uh, find a little, um, you know, like a I'm two ounce bottle to drink when this. I was in Italy, I was in, um, Milan and we were like all walking down the street and everyone stopped in the window of this liquor store to take a photo of this little bottle of chartreuse. Um, and I was like, screw you guys I'm going in and buying it you know it was like ten dollars or something like that <laughs> yeah like oh cool a picture a picture is you know last 
a thousand words or is better than a thousand words, whatever the fuck that phrase is. Yeah, but so I haven't opened it yet. It looks like it's yellow chartreuse, maybe that like was like sun stained, but also it's kind of hard to tell because the the front label is like silver and gold, um, and the lick itself is like yep, yep, yep. completely. Yeah, and the back label of it is wow, just really? print over. It's not anything fancy at all. It's pretty cool. And the, the top of it is a wax seal. And this is on a little two-ounce bottle, so I'm waiting for the day that I'll open that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because I've seen 375s, right? They're, just, they're the same exact bottle shape and everything as a full-size 750. And then I was at some random liquor store in like, I don't I forget where I was. I was in Jersey, but somewhere I was, I was, you know, out and about and I found I think a fifth did of too. it. And I think I remember texting you a picture of it. And I still have the bottle. I drank that. That didn't, that was my last little bottle that I've had in the house. And that was, you know, probably like six months ago. And that didn't, I think that maybe lasted two nights. Um, it's just, it's just too good. It's just dangerous. And, you know, I end up drunk at like, one fifteen in the afternoon because I'm like, oh, just have a little chartreuse, you know, why not? And then the, the 110 proof kind of catches up with you a little bit. Um, but yeah, so um, I can't, I, I, I'm going to have to go back to that same, you know, mom and pop shit. That's usually where you find the coolest and stuff in the middle of nowhere. Of it. Um, yeah, I've, I've never seen it since. So um Wow. Well, we are approaching an hour here. And Sam, I know I could talk to you for like months and months at a time without stopping because I talk a lot. Um, but I don't know if my list, the, our, our listeners at home here, all three of them <laughs> are still uh, enthusiastic about this podcast hey, or as enthusiastic as I am about this podcast. Um, but Anyway, any last words any uh, about chartreuse or about the current state of human um, definitely life not here about on the current state Earth? of human life because that's not even yeah it's not even worth discussing. It's um, but yeah, I mean everybody, if you haven't <laughs> tried chartreuse, um, if you're still in isolation when this comes out, go find a bottle. If not, um, head over to any reputable bar and talk to your bartender about it because if they're anything like we are we'll probably uh they'll probably have a great time um nerding out about it with you and pour you some tastes and stuff and um just get into it it's a little scary at first but take a couple more sips and i hope you love it just as much as we do I don't know if that's possible, uh, being that we are looking forward to taking a pilgrimage to okay, the French Alps to pray and, and wipe the feet of the monks that make it. But you might like it at least as much as fucking white claw. <gasps> you I'm know, sorry, be I'm good. White oh, I'm going to do this so lime white claw with white like claw. a little bit of chartreuse in it. I'm doing it. You lost me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, can totally. we? Can you bastardize it that much? I mean, you may as well just do club. No, soda. grapefruit white claw with Campari is the move. So lime with chartreuse is going to be something special. A grapefruit white claw. I could see that. One of our bartenders named it the Clogliato. <laughs> You know, I, I, 
as I like I like Campari, but I think they should go back to with beetles um, coloring the uh, the the liqueur with beetle wings instead of FDC red dye lake number six and blue lake five and green lake fuck off with all that stuff. I don't want those I'll write them a letter. I would rather drink beetle wings. Okay, people. Beetle wings. All right. Whoever the whoever owns them now, you know whatever conglomerate. Hey, one thing that I will say before we go is um, really appreciate all the all the the push to help bartenders and industry people right now from some of the bigger brands. Um, I don't typically give shout outs, but Patron, Diageo, million dollars to the USBG Bartender Fund. I mean, kudos, man. I mean, really nice work. Some of the smaller brands are doing it. I'm not going to name all of them, um, but thank you so much, you know, with a community that that we are tight-knit and we love each other and we care about each other, but we're not so good um, with, you know, finances usually. You make 500 in a night and you go spend <laughs> 400 at your buddy's bar next door. That's the kind of the way we work. So we really just hand money to each other day in and day out. Um, and we're not really good at saving. There's no 401ks. Um, so if you do feel apt and inclined to want to donate some money, uh, log on to the USBG website and you can donate some money to your favorite bartenders. Lots of restaurants are helping out right now in this time of need. Um, you know, buy, go, go to your local distillery and buy a case. Go buy a gift certificate from your favorite restaurant. Whatever the fuck you need to do, just, you know, help the community that helps you whether or not this is the industry that you're in or not. So that is the last thing that I'm going to say about that. 